0: Welcome to Ed Talks, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations about public education and related issues that impact our young people. Each Ed Talks features two compelling short presentations by cutting-edge educators, youth advocates, students, artists, or community leaders. Ed Talks is supported by generous grants from the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. This Ed Talks focuses on the role of career and technical education in the 21st century. Our featured speaker is Hanan Kaufman. Hanan serves as workforce development consultant at Fairview Health Services, where she provides expertise in specialty recruitment, workforce planning, pipeline creation, diversity and inclusion, and building partnership with educators and public officials. Hanan is currently focused on creating career pathway programs that begin in high school and continue through a variety of post-secondary opportunities, including community and four-year college, training programs for working adults, internships, and fellowships. This Ed Talk was recorded in front of a live audience at Ice House in Minneapolis on January 14th, 2019.
1: Um, Hi everyone, thank you so much for coming. Um, I was really honored and surprised that they asked me to come and speak because I'm looking around and there's a lot of experts uh, present here. So thank you so much for coming and for letting me speak. I'm gonna see if this thing works. Oh, it does. Okay. (laughs) Um, Again, my name is Hanan Kaufman. I have been with Fairview um, Health Services for about 15 years almost. I moved here to the U.S. back in 2000. Um, I didn't speak any English at that time and went to school, learned a little bit about English. I tried to pass my driver's license test and I failed five times because I was trying to take it in English and I didn't know what I was pushing, so I just kept pushing different buttons. Um, and then finally the guy is like, um, we have it in French and Arabic and Spanish. Like, you can take it in different languages. So there was a lot of really good people that helped me throughout the years to get better and better at speaking in English and going to school. Um, I went to the U of M because it was ranked one of the top schools. And I think I lasted three weeks because um, I couldn't even find my way around the campus or finding the classes. And then when I went... The auditoriums were just huge. And I don't know if anyone, I'm sure some of you went to do them. I mean, it's really intimidating for someone that barely spoke English. So um, I've had many uh, mentors and helpers throughout the year that helped me kind of get started. I started working at a Montessori with little babies because they don't discriminate against someone who doesn't know how to say good morning <laughs> the right way. I think I said, I said it with a completely twisted three languages all in one. Um, so I worked at the Montessori for a little bit, and then I went to Rasmussen, which was awesome, for an early childhood education, I think certificates is what it was. And I didn't know back then that it was all just stackable credentials, but that's really what it was. Someone was helping me through that, and I eventually got my associate degree there, and went to um, Concordia, where I got my bachelor's in human resources, and then my master's in healthcare administration. I'm telling you this story because it all began with like one person Taking that extra minute to say, hey, um, like tomorrow I'm going to the Minneapolis Workforce Board. My first time going to it, I didn't know what Robert's rules were. And, and I, like I asked the question and everyone looks at me like, why is she talking? Because you're not supposed to just talk if you're not. It's not your turn to talk. So, um, yeah, all those little things I was able to um, learn over the years and it's been amazing and great and I feel so lucky to have had people help me um, and that became my passion is to help people I work a lot with youth uh, youth is my specific passion within Fairview and HR I work with a lot of the high schools middle schools even some elementary schools that are becoming uh, more STEM driven and it's amazing just taking that little bit of time and helping someone it can make a huge difference in their lives um This slide is just some numbers. I thought it'd be nice to have something for you to see. Obviously, all these numbers are real to you. Um, You probably work with it a lot more than I do, but obviously, our unemployment here in Minnesota is close to zero. I mean, there aren't enough people to fill our jobs. Uh, Specific to Fairview, we have about 1,500 openings at any given day um, in all of our locations. That's a lot of people's. To fill. Um, so we as an organization have to continually be pro- proactive and do a lot of productive hiring and work with amazing talented people like Sarah to understand what are the schools doing, what are the colleges doing, what can we do in the community to help people get in so they can uh, make a living and, and be happy in their careers. So these numbers are a little bit scary um, that there's that many vacancies. Um, and again, this is a slide that many of you are very familiar with. Um, healthcare is the biggest bubble. So we do have a lot of the openings um, here in the Twin Cities specifically, a lot of job openings. So what do we do um, to be better partners? What do we do to find the right people for the right job at the right time? We have an Asian population. There's always going to be patients for us to care for. Hospitals are open 24-7. There's always even New Year's or Christmas or whatever holiday happens to be. We have to have amazing, talented, fantastic, smart people to take care of our patients. So what do we do to make sure that we have that? Um, There's a lot of strategies um, that we use. And this is just a picture of my team. I wanted you to know, I guess, our secret sauce is we have an amazing leader. My leader's name is Laura Beeth. I think some of you might know her. Um, We have the most craziest, diverse team that exists. And we all have completely different areas of expertise. And that has worked for us as an organization. Um, Nobody pretends that they know it all because nobody knows it all. Even if they think they do, they really don't. (laughs) So it's good to know that and admit that. But really, uh, we all work really hard to know what we're good at. And we're what we're not good at. Presenting is not my thing, so I apologize in advance. Um, but it's I am not good at that piece of it. But some of my colleagues are fantastic at it. But we take our passion and what we love to do, and we do it the best we can every day to make it happen. And it works so good. Um, we have people that focus on just sourcing. People that are ridiculously awesome on, on you know computers and search, doing all kinds of searches nationwide for our talents. We have people that focus specifically on our anchor mission here um, in the city of Minneapolis and do so much work with the community. Um, I do a lot of the work with career pathways, with a lot of colleges, with partners. Um, most of the jobs that we have do not require a four-year degree. Some of them don't even require a certificate to get started. So how do we get out to the community to share those jobs? You can be a pharmacy tech with zero, like with just your GED or high school diploma. We have our own school in-house that you get paid from day one as a pharmacy tech, even though you're not one, and go to school for six weeks within your job and have a degree that you can take with you anywhere. You can be a medical assistant, and make $22, $23 an hour just with the certificate. So there's a lot of really cool jobs out there that are good first jobs. And for some people, they can do that for life and be happy with it. But for others, it's like a step one. Okay, now I really like this, but I want to do more. Okay, then they go back to school and become RNs or physicians or whatever. The sky is the limit. So there's a lot of cool ways that we can... Just by having that dialogue with with the educators and with the community members, we can open up a lot of doors. So as an employer or representative or employer, um, I was really excited to talk to you guys today to know that when you talk to students, it's so cool to just have that dialogue because you never know. Black, did you guys know that there was a job that existed um, as a surgical photographer? And like the starting rates for it is like 100, $120,000 a year. Like with no experience, like right out of school, you never have to touch a patient. You never have to deal with blood, nothing. You, all you do is take pictures. Um, that's a cool job for someone that loves photography and they have a passion for healthcare and they don't know how to get the two together. They never have to touch a patient. All they do is take pictures, and those photos are being used to educate the patients about their own health and to educate surgeons and doctors of what. They do. So there's a lot of really cool jobs out there. I don't even know all of them, but there's a lot of w- really neat ways to take one's passion and find a job that really connects with that. Um, whoops. Okay, these are just, I don't know why it's going. Here we go. I did something wrong. No, it's not working. Jennifer. <laughs> She's helping me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> It is a pleasure. So these are just some uh, ways that we, uh, within our team, work together with the community. Um, I don't know if some of you heard of scrub camps with HealthForce Minnesota. Have you guys heard of that? Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, scrub camps are awesome. I'm, I'm making all three of my kids do it, even if they don't want to go into healthcare. Because I think it's awesome. It's basically a week long that students will go and explore. It's kind of like test driving different uh, pathways and jobs to see uh, if they click with any of them. That's awesome. We are partners with. We have a lot of partners in that capacity. We do a lot of work with fellows with the Minneapolis um, College. Um, Internships, the last two weeks of the year, um, when most of you were enjoying the holidays and some time off, was our craziest, busiest time ever of the year because that's the only time the students are home for winter break. And that's when we do all of our internship interviews and whatnot. So um, starting May 28th, we're going to have 100 students be summer nurse interns. Um, so 100 students, that means we start with like or 500, and then to, you know, try to get it down to 100. So in two weeks, we have to do physical in-person interviews with 200 students, and that takes a lot of coordination. That's just with nursing, we have it with IT, with lab, with pharmacy, so um, a lot of work with students. We have about 5,000 to 12,000 students that go to our facilities every year. So that's really awesome and exciting. We do a lot of events, um, a lot of um, sponsorships, dual training. We do a lot of that with IT, and that's kind of some of the strategies that we use to help us be proactive and have a good pipeline of great talents waiting to get a job, um, whether they're working with us part-time, casual, whether they're just volunteering at the time, waiting for that, for that next step. And of course, Step Up. Step Up is awesome. I love working with Step Up students and with the Step Up team. Um, they're so passionate about what they do that it makes it so easy to work with that group. And with PPL, they do such an amazing job um, getting the students ready. And um, so many, so many happy things happen from that. Um, personal, just because I'm greedy, I'm up here, a personal story, one of our step-up interns was our intern for two years in a row, and I had no idea the whole time that she was homeless, because she doesn't have to tell me, that's personal information, and um, first year she was in IT, kind of liked it, but still was very grateful for the opportunity, came back the next year and was in nursing, and Anyways, long story short, she came and found me and needed help with her college application. And I was so proud of her. Like, I tear I up every time I think about her. And um, it was an amazing ending to that story. She got a full rights scholarship with Hamlin University with housing and everything. And she's going to be a PA. She didn't even know what a PA was when she came to us. And I don't know gives me shivers, but there's just one little baby story of, you know, when you take the time to just listen to people, you don't even have to give them anything, just listen, and I'm a full-time mom, full-time employee, have three crazy kids in all kinds of traveling sports, but it's, you still can make the time. Um, Serena shaking her head, even with Burnsville Promise, um, was a cool council or a committee that we had in Burnsville, where we sat at the same t- table as the superintendents. We sat at the same table as the parents, as high school students. Everyone literally has a voice. My uh, co-chair was Jennifer H- Hamrin, which is the Chamber of Commerce president there, and nobody looks at anyone's title. Literally everyone sat around the same table to say, what's the best thing for these kids? What's the best thing for our community? How can we help people get to that next level? So a lot of the work that you all do, and exciting stuff with the CTE, which Sarah's awesome. She's going to tell you all about it. All of that takes a little bit of you know, taking faith and taking that step to say, what if we do this? And what if we can get funding? What, what kind of doors can we open uh, and opportunities can we give to um, our students and our community in general? So this is just a cool picture of all of our campers. <laughs> um, Yeah, and this slide just shows you a little bit about how, I mean, there's a business case to the work that we do as well. Um, We do it because it's the right thing to do for our communities. We do it because it's the right thing to do uh, for our um, community in general, but it does help us as well. So just if you can see 581 students just in 2018 were converted to employees. That's huge. If you think about the costs of just hiring one person, it's, tens of thousands of dollars, one person, and 581, that's a big number. And then for um, advanced practice, out of the 41 students that we helped go through classes and rotations with us, we hired 39. So only two didn't get hired, and it's because they moved out of states. That's I think it was like two point some million dollars of savings just by actually taking care of our students and opening the doors for them to come and do rotations. So it is the right thing to do, but it's also really business smart, and that's one of the things that helps us um, fill the gaps that we have. Um, the other huge thing that we really advocate for is really being part of the communities when it comes to organizations and associations. We work a lot with the other healthcare providers. There's a lot of competition out there mayo is big alina is big we're very very similar when it comes to certain things so why not why why keep competing if the talent is there isn't that many talented people looking for jobs everyone's happy where they are so what we started doing is really just working together because not everyone is a good fit for fairview and not everyone's a good fit for some other employers but the key is to find out the right person for the right job at the right time. And if that, if I interview, I've recruited for twelve years straight. Um, if I interview someone, they're a good person, but I feel like their values are not aligned with what we look for for our patients. I would recommend them to go to another organization because that's the right thing to do. If you know that someone's just in it for like a temporary time and they're going to be hopping and going somewhere else, I don't even. I would encourage them to to look at other things because it doesn't even, it's its not worth all the orientation time and the training that we put people through. So um, yeah, so this is really, it, if any tips that anyone can take for anyone back there, as far as employers go, is really it's worth being proactive. It's worth investing in our future workforce, whether it's someone in middle school, someone in high school, even if someone has no idea where they wanna do, just have them go shadow for a day. I've, my niece wants to be a teacher. I literally emailed my daughter's teacher and said, hey, do you ever take, sh- you know, kids' foreshadowing experiences? And at her school, they didn't. So I'm like, well, can you ask? Like, if we- Because how would you know you want to be a teacher unless, uh, you know, being a student is different than actually being in that teacher capacity. And and I followed a couple of superintendents for a day to see what they did. And that was crazy. And crazy, like you have to have all these different hats on constantly um so hats off to all the people that do that work and i think it's amazing to to know that there's so many people that have their doors wide open for students so if you have a child or you work with students that don't know what they want to do it's okay just have them talk to the grown-ups and ask i i always give them you know, questions like, what do you love about your job? What fills your buckets? Working in healthcare, it's hard. People die every day, they do. It's the reality of it, but great, amazing miracles happen every day as well. So what is it about the job that you do that fills your buckets and makes you want to come back and do it all over again tomorrow? Because yeah, you lost the patience, but guess what, eight, eight hours from now, you have to come back and do it all over again. So what is it about that role that really, really clicks with you that makes you want to do it? And those people that find that passion, what their passion, you know, interacts or connects with what they're good at, that's where they're going to be the most successful. So I might be good at some things, but if I'm not great at it, I'm not going to be happy doing it every day. So, um, yeah. I think it's not working. (laughs) There she goes. Okay. That was just one of our awards. We got a White House award for being an employer of... um, the only healthcare provider in the U.S. that got that White House Award, which was awesome for the workforce uh, work that we do. It was pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, And this last slide just shows some of the things that we do, obviously we have We apply for a lot of grants um, and we get a lot of them because of the amazing work that we're able to do. But our employees, most of them, if they want to go back to school, they don't have to pay for it. So, in addition to tuition reimbursements and scholarships that we're able to offer, we were able to get one of the grants we got was like 850000 just for one certain group of employees that were associate degree nurses. And now they have to be four-year degree nurses. So they paid 100% for their tuition, which is fantastic, especially if you're telling someone, well, to move up, you kind of have to have this degree. But a lot of people have different expenses, so it's important to be able to financially help with that, um, in addition to scholarships, of course. And I think, I think that was it. I would love to answer any questions when it's Q&A time, but I think Sarah's time is up, and I hope you all took something away from this. Thank you.
0: ED Talks is presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Thanks to our generous sponsors, the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. For more information on EdTalks, Talks or to watch Ed Talks videos or listen to audio podcasts, please visit AchieveMPLS.org.